can do that. All right. <laughs> we can do that. Like, that's what we came here for. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <All> secondary. <right. laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hit it. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. That's the wrong order of the day, but yeah. it's okay. Welcome to another episode of your girlfriend's favorite podcast, uh, hosted by myself, Vusani, and Sizwe, your two wonderful hosts. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> oh my days. Sorry. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> what did I say? Like, <laughs> he goes like, oh, fuck. I'm like, the fuck. <laughs> Sorry, man. Since I dropped his mobile device, okay. for those of you wondering. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah, this is the episode 92. 92, yeah. Uh, let's see. I've been making a lot of references about the 90s. 91, what did I say? I can't remember. I'll listen back. But 92, I guess, yeah, United fan class of 92. Mm. Significant. Mm. Very significant. For you guys, yeah, for yeah. the United fans. So, yeah. Mm. Uh that's our weekly reference this week. The class of 92. Uh, <laughs> Paul Scholes, who was in there? Nicky Butt. Nicky Butt, Ryan Giggs, Ryan David Giggs, Beckham. Ryan Giggs was in the class of 92. Yeah, yeah. And in his brother's wife. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Uh, I, I guess uh, she didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a dirty man. Yeah, he's filthy boy. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, ninety two. Who else do we have, man? We had, we had a, we had the Neville brothers. No, Beckham. I said Beckham. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Neville brothers. Neville brothers. Mm. Yeah, great, great group of lads. You know, mm. great group of lads. What did you think about the the um, the backlash against the three uh, African brothers in the England Euro uh, in the Euros? Mm, I think England. This is a funny thing about England. Mm-hmm. As a nation, mm-hmm. or Britain, or whatever they want to be fucking called, yeah, uh, they like to believe that they are not racists. Yeah, you know, like other it, other countries in Europe. Ironically, the the team they faced in that final, Italy. Yeah, they are like racists, notoriously but, but and they unashamedly. Know, yeah, yeah, they know they're <laughs> racists. Yeah, England, however. Are racist, but they're the type that say I'm not racist. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. when something like this happens, where three black players missed their penalties, yeah, and then now there's all these monkey, monkey like, references, references, and yeah. all this racism. Then now it shows its head. Uh, the the racist culture, yeah, in their society shows its head. I think a big thing is um, why they like saying that is that they've been trying to separate themselves from American culture for so long. And now mm. American culture, as shitty as it is, is deeply entrenched in racism. Exactly. So I think what they try to do is be like, okay, we're so unlike these people that we have to make it like part of our PR plan almost to prove how unracist we are. But like you said, it just shows itself, exactly. dude. Like it, it's self-evident. Uh, there was actually a screenshot, dude. Yeah, I've got it here. Um, this is a woman, Natalie Elphick. Okay, she's from England. She's an MP, member of Parliament in England, mm. and she made a comment about this. Okay, so she's part of the Conservative Party. Uh, in yeah, it actually says the Tory MP. Funny enough, you were speaking about yeah. that. Um, it says. Natalie Elphick, the Tory MP for Dover and Deal, made the comment in a message to MPs after the Euro 2020 final. 
Uh, Rashford was one of the three England players who missed penalties at the end of the match on Sunday. The England footballer last year waged a high-profile campaign over the provision of free school meals. Prime Minister Boris Johnson was forced into a U-turn over the issue. In a private message to her colleagues, Ms. Elphick said, They lost. Would it be ungenerous to suggest Rashford uh, should have spent more time perfecting his game and less time playing politics? Jeez. I mean, How that's... is feeding hungry people politics, first of all? Fam! <laughs> okay, I guess, um, you know, they had to get... Because it's a policy change, right? To get free mm. uh, meals in schools, in, in public schools. So that's where the politics aspect comes from. It, But he wasn't doing it because he wants to be a politician. Exactly. He was doing it because he knows what it's like to go to school and be hungry and shit, exactly. right? So this woman is ice cold. Not in my thoughts, in my deep, dark African thoughts, <laughs> I'm thinking, would this woman really have said something this, I don't know, cold? If it was somebody white, no, probably not, not right? Probably not because we're dealing with a serious issue, which is feeding hungry kids, and you want to use that against the guy, exactly. like, like, dude, why aren't you doing your job and feeding the hungry <laughs> kids then? <laughs> That's the crazy part about all of this. It's like shut up and dribbles that whole LeBron thing all over again. Because we've seen, like, with Raheem Sterling, mm. over the years, anything he does gets scrutinized. Yeah. Raheem Sterling buys his mother a house. And in the papers, it's young baller Raheem Sterling splashing <laughs> cash before he's even made 100 Premier League appearances. But at the same time, every other white kid in that academy at City or Liverpool mm. are also buying Mercedes Benzes in their parents' houses yeah. before they mm. even made their debuts. That's very But true. they're not in the paper because they're white. So it's like they just target the black players... It's yeah. so unfortunate, but I'm so happy to see the love they've received. They've also been receiving a lot of love since then. Uh, yeah. What's his name? The American actor now? Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yes, Jason Sudeikis. He yeah. wore a shirt on the red carpet, yeah. which had uh, Jaden, Marcus, and Bukayo. They had three names. Bukayo, yeah. Saka, Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford. Mm, mm. Uh, he, he wore a shirt with their three names on it in support of them, you know, against mm. all the abuse they've been receiving. But it was also, um, I don't know if you guys have watched Horrible Bosses. In Horrible Bosses 2, um, their their characters' names are Nick, Kurt, and Dale. Mm. And now when they're pitching this idea on this like talk show that they have, they they call it Nickerdale. And it sounds uh, yeah. like Nickerdale. <laughs> you remember this yeah. scene? So at the end of the movie, they eventually got their dream of having their own business, and they called it Nick and Kurt and Dale. So mm. that's where the playoff actually comes from. I don't. I think it missed a lot of people. Like yeah. that's the way. That's why they wrote the names like that. That's why he wrote the names like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, they have been receiving a lot of support, but I think, I think it's also an attempt. I don't know why I'm so bitter. I don't know why, but <laughs> I think it's also an attempt for white people to pander, dude. The thing is that, like, you'll never know who's really genuine yeah. about it. Yeah. That's why it's so. I don't like the idea of ally, so allyship, yeah. when it comes from white people and other people, because ultimately, it really is black people versus the world. Mm. And I remember, like, I even said this to my friends when we were talking about this whole thing, when mm. it was unfolding in real time. Mm. And I sent the that message, the quote of Trevor Noah's, where he was talking about France, their mm -hmm. 2018 World Cup win, mm -hmm. when he said, 
when we win, we are French. Those black players, Pogba, oh, Kante, yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. But if we lose, we're immigrants. We're African immigrants. The same way that guy who's, who fucking saved some boy from a building or something mm. in France, he climbed mm. up the building and mm. they, the president thanked him and everything. And then they gave him citizenship. That's what it takes to save and then, saving yeah, babies Trevor from buildings? spoke about that when he was like, so in order for you guys to accept this black man as French, he literally had to become a superhero. Jesus. These players had to literally win a World Cup. Mm. And then that's when you say, you're French, but if they lose, that's when you guys are Nigerian <laughs> fucking immigrants. Go back to your country. That's what it is. That's yeah. the no, that's, that's, that's a fact. That's what bro. happened that to these players. They were, mm. uh, people were sending messages to these guys saying, go back to your African countries. Like, I think they told Saka that. Yeah. Someone commented on one of his socials, said, mm. you Nigerian immigrant. The kid is born in London. Yes, his <laughs> parents come from Nigeria. It's first generation English, yeah. But he's born in England. That's yeah. his home. Yeah. And you gotta say, go back to Nigeria, you immigrant. Like, so that that just shows you can be born that side, <laughs> can live your whole life that side, playing for your country technically. Yeah. And you get told when you lose, fuck off back to Africa. Yeah, no. And that's how just white people roll that side. That's that's the thing. For me, it's like such a conflict. Like when I'm thinking about it, it's like yes, we actually would like white people to be our allies because they hold influence. Mm. That's just how it is. But at the same time, it's like when are they being genuine about it? Because like I'm, I was watching a Naomi Osaka's uh, documentary, and she was talking about the Black Lives Matter protests from last year. Mm. So she went to Minnesota. Minnesota is a super white place. Yeah, and the people like who <laughs> yeah and the people who took to the streets were majority white dude mm. and it's like okay maybe they are getting the message right white people are actually taking the, they're not taking to twitter and i think that's a huge difference between taking to twitter and taking to the streets where you're actually mobilized to yeah. have your voice heard so to speak it's like okay maybe there are actually some allies but <laughs> at the same time like Maybe they also just want to be seen on social media as like, okay, he was at the protest. Exactly. It's like, where where do we, like, I just wish there was a way to prove who was really down for us. Actually, Thingy had yeah. this on his podcast, Joe Rogan, he was talking about, what if we could have, like, something implanted in our mind where we could sense deception? Mm. That would be fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. You, you can I, sense when somebody else is lying to you, dude. Dude, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Deception is is unethical. Yeah. But I think doing that to people would be so unethical. It would be unethical. <laughs> <laughs> and that's ironic. Yeah. Bringing yeah, yeah. the truth out of people would be unethical. It would be. <laughs> because think about it, like you need to lie sometimes. Yeah, facts. You need to lie especially to kids. You need to lie to yeah. kids. I'm thinking right now, if I have to lie to my kid, which is inevitable, about like um why we can't go to McDonald's, for instance. It's like, nigga, we can't go to McDonald's because you're fucking fat. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to say that. Exactly. <laughs> and be like, no, um, you know, we're just trying to save money. You know, hey, bro, I've got stacks in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants an ice cream. But it's like, you, you, like if my kid would be would be able to sense me lying to him. Oh yeah, man, that, that wouldn't be, be good news. That yeah. would, that wouldn't be good news. But I get it. It is unethical. But at the same time, in certain instances, you need to know the truth, bro. It's like. Mm. I don't want to believe that white kids that are 20 years old and protesting for black lives mm. 
can be racist. Okay, maybe they can be racist, but they they are inherently racist yeah. because they're white and that they cannot be allies. Like exactly. it, it, you don't want to believe that, but at the same time, it's like they're doing their best, I guess. Mm. <laughs> like, do do you know what? Not that I'm happy, but I just don't have better ways to phrase it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of allies, mm. I'm happy that what's happening right now in South Africa is sort of exposing this whole thing of being black versus being people of color. Oh, yeah? So, basically, if you look at, like, uh, what's happening in Durban and Phoenix with the Indians killing black people, oh, yeah. black people retaliating, mm. a lot of people I see on social media are f- so surprised that Indians don't like black people. They're surprised. They're surprised. They're, oh, they're like okay. for them, they're finding it out for the first time that oh, I guess in South Africa it's not only white people that don't like black people; mm, mm. it's Indians too. And I was once like that. Uh, I discovered this in matric, actually. Mm, mm. I remember this day. It was like the the group of Indian kids in our grade. Mm. They were like sitting around at break. I don't know if they thought no one was. Black was ever gonna pass by where they were sitting, <laughs> but then I heard them like saying the K word and laughing and what? talking about black people and making all sorts of remarks. Mm. And then that day I went home thinking, damn, these Indian dudes are racist, bro. Like, yeah, so I didn't really fuck with any of them, but you know, it's just people, you know, how high school is everyone's yeah. sort of like a high by type of person, yeah, even if they're not your friend. Yeah, then I was just from that day, I was like, damn, like. This dude that I'd be saying, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Yeah. This whole time, this dude probably look at me thinking I'm a monkey or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I didn't think that's how Indian people were. Yeah, I have to be honest. I didn't think so either. Um, But I did also, there was a weird dynamic between these two kids. Like when I was in matric, these two kids were in grade 10 or grade 9 or something like that. And we'd play ball with these kids and whatever. And it was a white, it was a black guy and an Indian guy. Mm. And they never referred to each other by each other's names, dude. They always referred to each other as Kuli and Kafir. It was <laughs> wild, wild, dude. Like, <laughs> like, it sounds funny when I'm saying it, but <laughs> yeah. it's wild. Like, why is this happening, dude? Like, this mm. out in the open on the playground with other black kids and other Indian kids, but nobody ever called them out for calling each other this shit. Like, Bro. why are you guys actually calling each other? Like, I, I don't even know who initiated it. Because mm. I'm guessing that one person called him that. Like, yeah. actually, black people have a very bad habit of using the word coolie. Like, <laughs> they, they can't even describe Indians, especially in vernacular. They can't describe Indians as anything <laughs> other than... <laughs> Yeah. It's wild, dude. I've had to call out people that I love to be like, guys, you don't just use that word all <laughs> willy nilly. But then I, I was like, okay, but they don't really fuck with us. Yeah. For the most part. So if somebody were to call you a kafir and you were to call them a ghoulie back, it's like, that's your own dynamic. I'm not going to get involved, but I see why you're calling him that. <laughs> yeah. But like, other than that, I didn't understand really why these guys were just like, dude, you guys are friends, bro. What? Like, do you guys not understand the history between these words that you're giving each other or like, mm. it's just wild. But I knew that in high school also probably around grade 11 matric that Indians don't fuck with us and colors don't fuck with us either. To be honest, yeah. colors 
are so far separated from black people. Yeah, it's dude, they were not crazy. They don't, they don't consider themselves black at um, all in the least. Even the mixed race, but it's so colors. funny because colored people easily identify with black Americans. Mm. In the way they say, this is how we also live. And you know, mm. like the cultural similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they associate themselves with black Americans. Black Americans who comprise of colored people. True. Because that's another thing we forget. South Africa is like the only place in the world. That has colored people. That has colored like people. Like our type of colored <laughs> like people. we go black and then colored. Yeah. And then around <laughs> the world they say, no, you're all black. Yeah. <laughs> We're all colored. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, for example, Beyonce. In South Africa, she's colored. In America, she's black. Beyonce is not fully black the way... Oh, yeah, she's mixed, right? You see what I'm saying? So in South Africa, she's a colored woman. Yeah. In America, she's a black woman. Mm. But do you see the difference that in America, they don't care. They don't have time for colored and black. Yeah, They just go black. And then they say, there's mixed people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mixed, literally meaning your mom and dad are literally black Black and and white. white. Like, they're different races. Mm, mm. But otherwise, you guys that are like, both your parents are colored, you're black. (laughs) You're black. You're black that side. You're all just black people. (laughs) All of you. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) all of you. (laughs) So, it's so weird that South African colored people want to uh, more associate themselves closer to whiteness. Mm. Uh. Because they do pander to white people. They absolutely yeah, they do. they pander, man. Uh, absolutely. And they hate black people. They don't want to be considered black at all. It's the same reason why they also do all the politics of always making sure their hair is relaxed. And they also, <laughs> literally, no, I'm being serious. Colored people in their communities, yeah. they have the same issues of colorism. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if you're a Benny McCarthy type of colored person. Like a dark or color. Or Bernard Parker, like yeah. where you're dark skinned. Mm. It's like seen as a bad thing in mm. colored communities. Same with Indian communities. Yeah. yeah. But when you're l- fair skinned, light skinned out here, like looking like Trevor Noah or mm. Wade Van Nikak, mm. that's a name. <laughs> it's so fucking white. Nikak. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But Van when you look like those type of colored people, yeah. it's more acceptable because mm. you're more fair skinned and all that. Mm. Mm. So it's very strange, man, that Indians and colors don't fuck with us. And this is why. I said a few points ago. Mm-hmm. This is why I agree with Dr. Uma, mm-hmm. where he says, screw the statement people of color. Mm. There's no such thing. Mm. It's either mm. you're black or you're not. Mm. Because people of color don't, assimi- don't associate themselves with blackness. That is, that is true. And we're seeing that, that play true. out right now in South Africa. These Indians, these colored people, they don't consider themselves black. Mm. Those colored guys in that video, the viral video protecting their spa and community shops, Mm. where the one colored guy shouted out, kill the Negroes. That right there is just a show. Is that in South Africa? Yeah. Now during the unrest. Kill the Negroes. When these colored guys in their (laughs) community armed up, they got their weapons, went to go protect their shops. Yeah. In the video, when they're like asking the one guy, are you going to shoot someone? He's like, yeah, if any looters come, I'm, I'm going to shoot. And then some other color guy in the background was like, yeah, kill the Negroes. I didn't know that Negroes didn't was even a word. Negroes. That. He said, kill the Negroes. <laughs> yes. I don't know why that hurts more. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. that was just a show to me that literally this colored guy sees himself as not a nigger. <laughs> he sees yeah. himself as something other than black. And what's so funny is that, and I said this uh, at home, 
when we were talking about it from like my mom and my girl and everything mm. i was like uh you know let's just say black people let's just say we got erased yeah these people put it into us here in south africa i said do indians and colors not realize that if they got rid of all the black people in south africa yeah they would become the new black people to the white exactly. South Africans. Exactly. That's what I don't think they realize. Mm. I feel like they don't see that. Because for now, we are the black people. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, everyone hates black people. Black people are the worst. Whatever yeah. they say about us, mm. which is all cap. Yeah. <laughs> but what Indians and colors don't realize is that if we weren't here, all these white people would literally make you guys the black people of society. Yeah, it's absolutely facts, dude. And they just don't, they don't seem to get that. They yeah. still seem to think we're better than black people instead well, of trying to work together with black people. During the apartheid days, you know, I sound like an old nigga, but I don't know, it's just the history student coming back to me. But during the apartheid days, coloreds and Indians were given more rights. So they were yeah. seen in the eyes of white people as more human than black people were. So I think that's where the, uh, I don't know, hate, I, it's fucking hate, between coloreds and blacks and Indians and blacks comes from. They were also bred in a way or propi- like given the propaganda that these blacks are not actually the same percentage of human that you are. You know, yeah. like they divvied these things up like black uh, Indians and whatever's were 80% human, whites were 100% human, blacks were like fucking 50% human or some, uh, something yeah. wild like that. So in their eyes were animals or half human, half animal or something like that. And that's where that hate actually comes from. They were given all these other rights th- that we didn't have. Imagine, if I imagine this, like this is actually what upsets me most, right? About colonialism and all this shit. You got white people, fine, they colonized. Then you've got these Indian niggas. Like, they're literally from India. They come here after all of us. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they've got more rights than, like, the natives of the land. Like, that doesn't That's that insane, bother you? Like, <laughs> niggas like, came as slaves. Dude, and then they came as more slaves. rights than the natives. Quickly, bro. That's crazy. Oh, man. It's so upsetting, bro. And, like, there's really no other way to speak about it than to laugh about it. Like, obviously, I'm not super clued up about politics, but the little stuff that I do know is really upsetting, dude. Well, even Mr. Racist World Peace, Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, yeah. He literally was trying to fight for, you know how, like, uh, during apartheid times, there was whites only, blacks only spaces. Mm. He was trying to fight for Indians only sign. Like, that just also just shows that they don't fuck with us as black people, that he was cool with it being divi- divided. Mm. He just wanted an extra division for Indians only because he did not see Indians being on the same level as black people. <sighs> yeah, but... F- Dude, I'm, I'm fine with separation. I'm actually mm. fine with it. If people want to be separate, that's fine, but not... Uh, you know, treated unjustly because of their skin color. That's a whole other thing. But I'm not against the thought of, like, separation. (laughs) Like, I think a lot of black people would, like, agree with me here. Like, if they don't want to live amongst whites, they shouldn't have to. Mm. But I just Just think it's so crazy. Yeah. Like, when you watch all this unrest in the Mm. videos, Mm. where, (laughs) where do these white people get the right 
to create roadblocks on African land <laughs> asking black people where's your proof of address Is to that show that, that you can come into this neighborhood and come shop at the spa otherwise we're turning you back because we believe you're going to be a looter or cause unrest that's what white people are doing in neighborhoods around the country those videos you see of those white guys that creating roadblocks yeah. telling cars pass by I didn't know that they're I, stopping, I had no idea. they're stopping black people Saying, show us a proof of address that you live in this neighborhood or at least surrounding area. Oh my gosh. Then we'll let you pass through and you can go to the spa or Woolworths or whatever. But if you can't produce your proof of address mm. or if you don't want to open your boot for I mean, me to check what's in your car, mm. I'm not letting you pass this intersection. What gives these white people the right to do that on African soil? Like, I should be asking you, is your fucking visa to even be here? <laughs> yeah, what is your birth certificate? What <laughs> the, the fuck you mean my proof of address? I'm yeah. from here. Listen, Where's your fucking visa? Where's your grandfather's visa? Is, is he still legal <laughs> to be here? Like, he was on a work permit. <laughs> like, fuck out of here, man. These white people are crazy. Nah, that, that, that is wild. But let me ask you this. Um, if you knew that this looting and stuff was going on, and you didn't want your area, you live in an affluent area, you don't want your area to be looted. I'm talking about like black people, you mobilized other black people to be like, guys, we're not letting looters come into our area. Mm. Like people that are coming here for the sole purpose of doing bad shit to our area, right? Do you think you'd be against the roadblocking thing? Like if you were just, you and some black niggas were to do it, or is it because that they're white? I don't know. It's a bit of both, bro. Because yeah. my thing is this, right? <laughs> and this is also another thing yeah. which I found so hilariously sad. Mm. Uh, people are mobilizing to protect malls and all that mm -hmm. in their neighborhoods, mm. which also in turn protect, protects some people's jobs. Because if the shop burns down, you're going to lose your job. You mm -hmm. don't have a place to go work. That is true. Which is a good a reason why to protect the space. Mm -hmm. But what's so funny is that the places that did get destroyed... Right, there was a community whereby people went to go clean up now after mm -hmm. the destruction. Mm -hmm. And what happened to those these poor people who've gone to volunteer their time to clean up their community mall? Mm -hmm. They were told, leave the premises. The owners are still talking about what the next step is. The owners of this mall are telling the volunteers to bounce. Are telling you guys, thanks, but no thanks. We will decide what to do with our mall hmm. in your community. Hmm. You see how messed up that is. Yeah. And that's another reason why I think, who, why would I protect this mall? Mm. Because at the end of the day, the rich billionaire guys that own it don't give a shit about me. That is true. To a point where they can even say, no, no, don't clean here. No, 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 no. Yeah. Leave it. Yeah. We'll sort it out. We're talking to insurance. Just mm. leave everything. Mm. Okay, thanks, guys. Go back to your homes. Mm. That's literally what they did. So that's, that's you know, you know how messed up that that's is. That's wild, man. That you've got these white guys doing these roadblocks for shops that they don't even own, probably. Yeah, yeah. They don't own the malls, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why are you being Captain America for something you don't even have shares in? If he's yeah, destroying your I house, facts, protect your house. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. guns blazing, protect your house and your family. Yeah. But the Woolworths down the road? Like, why, yeah, why is it your business? Really? What's, what's, what's that got to do with you? 
but I think the well this happened to Tandu and I during the week we're out uh, we're like okay we need a plan what are we gonna chow for like lunch tomorrow so like okay let's go buy some bread we went there's no bread to be bought and obviously there were other things that we could buy the the stores weren't completely closed mm. but that's just like a small example of a com- like a complete shopping center being looted and fucked up we couldn't buy bread the place was still open these places couldn't these people couldn't buy anything in their area right in these areas that they're so called you know trying to protect like if they were to get all their shit looted they'd have no supplies they'd have no mm. you know food like what if you're in the middle it's the middle of the month bro at this time most people are going back to the to the store and they're buying things that they need to restock up on yeah and now with the shopping malls and the shopping centers pick and pay checkers closed what do you buy because now it's been looted so maybe it's not so much of protecting the mall but it's also like protecting your livelihood in a sense you're going there to do your shopping because you need to eat as a human being mm. that that's just me playing devil's advocate but i get your no, point i get that as well that's what i'm saying like <clears throat> i understand why there's a need to protect your communities like that yeah but at the same time, the reality—I also see the reality of whether or not you protect it. Mm-hmm. It kind of doesn't benefit you. Yeah, at I least like in a financial sense. Yeah, like yes, I understand you do. That's where you do your shopping. Yeah, it's where you make sure you fed. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, you just keep giving to that, those shops and stuff. Yeah, you never exactly. get return really. No, I I completely get you. I completely get that that's what makes this issue more complicated than what meets the eye. Mm. People think okay, these blacks are looting because they're unruly and they're I- inherently criminal. It's like no, okay, some some of them are. Let's just face <laughs> it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. some people are going in there getting dude there was yeah, a, a some s- people are just stealing. They're that's just fact. stealing. Some that's a fact. Some people are just stealing. Okay, but that, then that's true. Majority of people who are in these communities that they're actually reporting on are poor, dude. They're like exactly. poor people, dude. And like, if look, if you're looting to eat, I have no moral qualms about that. If you're looting mm. because you're hungry, not because you want to get there was a, a CEO of some company, dude, who was found. I don't know if you saw the story on Twitter. Mm-mm. There was a story on Twitter. There's a a gent that. He he owns like an investment group, dude. He's rich, right? Yeah. African brother, drives a fancy car, everything, and he's going there looting a bar stool, like you know, bar stools for his yeah whatever, um, some of the braai equipment, like some stuff that you need to eat. <laughs> like if you're looting yeah. food, power to you. But if you're looting plasmas, dude, exactly. you're looting like, niggas are just stealing PS five. Come like, on, dude, you. you you're not looting because you're in need. <laughs> you just want to steal. So that's probably the only stance that I have on it, is that it's more complicated than what meets the eye. People aren't looting because, okay, 100% of the people aren't looting because they're criminals and blacks are criminals. Mm. Like, white people, you guys also need to change your perspectives on things exactly. a little bit. You guys don't see it from that point of view because you've never been that hungry, perhaps. I've never been that hungry either. Where I need to like, yeah. I need to steal bread. <laughs> like yeah. I've never had to. Thank God for that. I've never had to feel that. But white people don't see it because they don't. They're not close enough exactly. to the they issue. They don't feel. They've never felt hungry. They've never felt hunger in That's that way. The thing. Yeah, 
And obviously, we're generalizing. We've seen the white squatter camps, guys. I know, hey, white people love reminding us about those squatter camps. <laughs> But of course, we're generalizing. It's 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 a complicated issue, bro. Like yeah. looting, dude. That's also quite wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does everyone assume looters are black? <laughs> like first of all, like They've I know we black, see bro. videos <laughs> where there are black people in the videos. All of the videos. Was but are you telling me that there's not a single white Indian or colored individual I've in those groups? I've been hoping dude, to see one. I've been hoping to see one <laughs> just to be like, you know, when you see other races doing crimes and yeah. you feel like, thank God, bro. <laughs> you ever have that feeling? It's like, yeah, thank God, it wasn't yeah. one of the niggas. I've been waiting to see a white dude. Bro, because even if I saw an albino, I'd be like, yeah, it's a white guy. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, um, honestly, I feel like why we all just assume they're, they're black. Uh, I remember it even reminds yeah. me uh, in during varsity years. It was like this other class where we were having a debate. Yeah. And then I said some, I can't remember what the debate was about, but it had something to do with race mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And then I said to people, I said, do you know, I said, do you know why like racism so deeply entrenched in us? Then people were like, no. I said, I'll make an example. I said, let's say right now the intercom system or whatever went off. Mm. And they said, everyone, there is about five bags mm-hmm. and five laptops on campus that have gone missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, please just stay put. Uh, we're looking for the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I said, if that happened, then I looked at everyone. I said, tell me right now, what race do you think the perpetrator is? And mm-hmm. it got real awkward. <laughs> it got real awkward in the mm-hmm. class. And I said, oh, so no one's going to say that they're thinking it's a black person. Mm-hmm. I said, even the black people, I even looked at the black people. I said, even us black people, I know in all of our minds, we're all thinking it's a black person. Mm, mm, I mm. said, that's how messed up this system is that now, even with the looting, we just mm. assume mm. if we say someone did some looting, let's just say here in Alberton. Yeah. They say there was a group of 15 looters. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Everyone's going to believe that all 15 people were black yeah. without question. Yeah. It's so yeah. messed up, man. It's, it's sad, bro. It's sad. I don't know how the, image of black people is going to be like destigmatized because i think worldwide it's still like that it's not a south african problem by yeah no it's means. a global thing. it's a global problem i'm like europeans feel that way uh like europeans from europe i should say feel that way americans feel that way about asians any immigrants that enter their country not just blacks mm. asians feel that way that like we have animal behavior. We're just a bunch of monkeys that walk upright, dude. That's all they really see us as. Well, even like African countries, like the people up there in North Africa, like Morocco and stuff, mm, mm, mm. The they, ones. they <laughs> feel like they are part of Europe. Like, yeah. you know how they're, like, they're so close to Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, it's just a channel that's yeah, between the, them. What's it? Mediterranean or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they associate themselves as being European countries mm. as opposed to African countries because they don't want to be black or seen as African even. That's the same. Th- that's also another thing. It's not even just about being black. It's about being African. Mm. How many white kids did we grow up with where when you ask them, what are you? I'm Greek. I'm, I'm Greek, Italian, Italian Portuguese. Ing, ing. Nigga, you were born in SA, bro. You, like, you <laughs> 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 the fuck you mean? <laughs> 
you are South African. Yeah, yeah. yeah. South African with some Greek, Portuguese, whatever, yeah. like heritage. Yeah, but yeah. Why do you not mention the fact that you're African? Like you'll oh. say I'm everything. Yeah. I'm two percent Irish. <laughs> what? Uh, where is the fucking hundred percent African? <laughs> like in you? I think that thing is twofold. No, I think they're rejecting Africanness. Okay, mm. for the reasons that you've pointed out. But also those countries are extremely patriotic. So if you have even a smidge of Portuguese, people who are Portuguese are so proud to be Portuguese that mm. they'll tell you that they're Portuguese, right? We don't have a sense of patriotism in SA. I saw this during the Euros, dude. I don't know who Portugal played. I think it was Hungary in their first game or second game. Mm. And they got whooped 3-0 or 3-1, something like that. And at the end of the game... The fans were still there clapping for them. The players were there raising their hands to them. You know, the, you know, in the Bundesliga, they usually do this yeah, thing yeah. at the end of the games. If that was South Africa, do you think we'd be doing that? At the end of the game, we were, <laughs> no. firstly, the fans would be <laughs> booing you guys off the field. The players would be so embarrassed that they're running to the tunnels. Like, we don't have a sense of pride about being African, at the least bit South African. Mm. We, we don't have that. So I understand these European countries, they are so... They pummel it into them, the sense of patriotism. My brother was telling me when they were going to school in America, every morning, hand on the heart, and they'd say the Pledge of Allegiance. So they're yeah. beating like... A, it's propaganda, it's like no, no lies. It is indoctrination. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But they have that sense that wherever they go in the world, we are Americans. You know, they, they've got yeah. that thing entrenched in them. In South Africa, we don't... Let's... <laughs> fuck, bruh. In school, this is what we used to do. Every single morning, we'd say the Lord's Prayer. And on Fridays, we'd sing the National Anthem. That was in primary school. Mm. That's it. That's it. We'd have nothing on the walls. You know, maybe we'd have the, the, the anthem on the wall with the Bill of Rights or whatever. Yeah. That's it, dude. We don't have a sense of like, okay, we do things like this because we're South Africans and we're proud of that. We don't have that, bro. Yeah. And that's where the problem is. It's not... It's. Not only about white people rejecting their Africanness, which is a problem still, because you are born in South Africa and you should be proud, I guess, to be African. Yeah. But where do we point the like? Where do we? What do we point to to show us what we should be proud of? Mm. What do we actually point to? It's it's fucking sad, bro. Like exactly. What do we point to? We've got corrupt leadership. We've got heritage that's been stolen from us over dec like centuries. All right, all of our art, all of our ways of life, all of our, even our verbal uh, or oral traditions have been lost through time. Like people don't even understand why we do certain traditions, mm. but we do them. But why are we proud to be South African? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fuck, bro, I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, it's music time. I don't know. Do you have any final thoughts on this? We'll <laughs> on continue this in the second half. We'll continue There's some in the more second stuff half. Some more stuff I want to talk about surrounding this whole overall topic. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, music time. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are first-time listeners of the show or returning listeners is where we play some music. Yeah. For you guys to, you know, take a little break, a little intermission. Is mm -hmm. it an intermission or intermission? D depends where you put the emphasis and on which syllable. <laughs> the syllable. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gonna call it an intermission. Uh, so this week, I'm gonna play some music, man. Uh, as we always do. Uh, let's see. What do I think won't get us copyright? <laughs> <laughs> copyright strike. <laughs> that's that's where we're at now. <laughs> What's the least risky song here? 
I would like to play this. There's a song by Goldlink mm-hmm. featuring this lady by the name of Flo Millie called Raindrops. It's a very nice tune. I like it okay, a lot. Cool. I'm going to play it. All right. Hopefully it's not signed to UFG <laughs> or a subsidiary. <laughs> what are you streaming through? I'm sure you can check credits there. featuring Flo Millie with the song Raindrops. Yeah, really nice vibey tune. Uh, and with the second half of the show, but before we get into the second half, uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at YGF Podcast on Twitter, at uh, your girlfriend's favorite podcast on Instagram. Uh, thank you for liking our posts, sharing our posts, commenting on them. We really appreciate your interactions. Continue to interact with us, man. We enjoy your guys' feedback. And, yeah, we'll see what to do with the feedback. So there's mm-hmm. a, a suggestion by Jadeli on Instagram. Yeah. He, he said we he enjoyed the clown uh, Twitter <laughs> thing oh, yeah, we read yeah, last yeah, week yeah, yeah. about yeah. the guy who said he hugged a clown. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he said we should think about having a clown of the week segment, which would be funny, man. I like yeah. that. I like I, the idea. I like that idea as well. Yeah. But anyway, second half of the show, we are <coughs> back. Uh, it was just something that you mentioned about, you know, when we talk about all the unrest and racism and right. all this fuck shit, man. Because yeah. that's what it is. It's fuck shit. It it's is shit, shit that shouldn't exist in this modern era mm-hmm. we live in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. There was a tweet I saw. <laughs> it is it, it's so strange because one of the key things we've noticed during the South, the unrest that's unfolding in South Africa is that the middle class, the upper middle, and the elites are tweeting through the unrest on our yeah. sofas in our nice houses and all of that. Mm-hmm. And there was a tweet where someone said, "If only all these looters and protesters had this energy." for gender-based violence. Mm, 
I saw that tweet. And the first thought that came into my mind wasn't exactly, yeah. The first thought that came into my mind was, why the fuck don't you go out into the streets if you feel so strongly about it? I hear you. Why don't you, Twitter, whoever user you are, go out into the streets and protest if you feel so strongly about GBV, gender-based violence, or anything that you feel strongly about Mm -hmm. that's an injustice. Mm -hmm. But no, you are privileged enough to a point where you feel other people should be expendable. Other people should be Lose the ones lives, to get, get hit hurt. by rubber bullets, Absolutely. water cannons yeah. for something you believe in. Mm-hmm. You believe that there are people beneath you mm-hmm. that should be out in the streets protesting for what you want. Absolutely. And that was a huge problem I had with that tweet. That that's what com- that was what was communicated to me in that. Mm-hmm. The, the belief that I am above these protesters and looters mm. Or in essence, I'm above these poor people. It is a let's class just, thing. Let's it just, is a class. Let's just say it like that. Let me stop you. talking <laughs> in riddles. Yeah, in riddles. <laughs> yeah, I, that's exactly what it's I was a class thinking. Thing. It's a, definitely a class thing. Yeah. Stop thinking you're so much better than the poor people that mm. they have to go fight your battles for you. You want to protest shit? Go out you into the streets protest. and protest it. You protest. Mobilize your friends. Yeah. Because to me, it seems like you and your friends really don't give a fuck about this thing then. If I you're not willing to go out there and fight about it, these people gave a fuck about their hunger. Absolutely. To a point that they were willing to jump through glass, break through fucking yeah. trellis door steel barricades yeah. to break people, into shops and get food. Yeah. That's how strongly they felt about hunger. People shouldn't be fooled, man. People f- shouldn't be fooled. This is not a, 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 a... Well, I don't think it's a thing about Jacob Zuma. The whole thing started because Jacob Zuma was taken to jail. Yeah. It's a snowball effect. Exactly. It started off small because of Jacob. And then people saw an opportunity. Exactly. So this girl that tweeted this thing, I think, if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, I think her point is that everybody should care about gender-based violence, which is true, right? Yeah, 100%. But the fact that, okay, we haven't really seen a protest... Okay, we've seen protests about gender-based violence, yeah. but they've never gotten as bad as what we're seeing right now. In fact, I think the cover art for one of our episodes was uh, GBV or something like that. Mm. Actually, it was. I, I did the artwork. Yeah. I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like people have not been protesting against gender-based violence. It's just that people. it hasn't made as much of a splash. This is the thing, because this is how I feel about a lot of people's complaints Mm. especially the ones where people were saying we're not angry enough as a country Mm. okay you say you're not angry enough as a country right few weeks months later there were posts before the unrest Mm -hmm. i think it was after our most recent public holiday Mm -hmm. or just before it yeah there was something about like a national shutdown day yeah where people being uh, posted saying Go to your your nearest CBDs and protest. Yeah. Where are all the people who tweet we're not angry enough as a nation? You sat in your fucking house drinking espresso, playing Mm. PlayStation, watching Netflix Mm. on those that day of the poster. Mm. And then you're gonna come out a week later and say, Why is there never protest against this government? 
You're the one that's supposed to go out there and exactly. do it. Who do you think is going to do it for you? No, the thing is, they see the protesters as um, bots. You know, on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> you get these like people that follow you that are not yeah. real human beings, right? That's the way they see it. That's how sick privilege is, exactly. actually. It's like, okay, why aren't they doing this on my command? You know, like, mm. I'm, I'm thinking it. Why isn't it happening? It's kind of like an instant gratification thing. It's like, nigga, there have been so many protests. Exactly. Like, for all of the causes that you claim to care about, actually. You but claim you to care about GBV. You're never there for the protests. You claim to care about mental, healthness, uh, mental health or mental wellness, I should say. You're and never you're never there. <laughs> you, you claim to care about service delivery p- issues. You're never there. Fam, you don't even go to the peaceful seminar in your community fam, hall. Where people are having open discourse about exactly. it. No violence you're is never present. There. You're never there. Fam, when the lights go out in your hood, you're the nigga that doesn't call the municipality because <laughs> other people, <laughs> you're counting on other people to get it done. Like, preach, man. <laughs> <like a> preaching. <laughs> That's who you are. Like, this generic person that we're talking about is so many of us. And it's wild, bro. But. The, the stance that I took is that I'm not going to comment on this and, and until I've thought about it thoroughly. Mm. Because most of you people are just tweeting about it and you're not thinking. Man, this nigga's spitting <laughs> facts. <laughs> but am I lying, though? Like, Caesar is spitting facts right now. I hope you guys are sharing this, man. Man. I need to hit all the sounds. <laughs> hit all of them. Don't boo me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man. Me. This is exactly how I feel. Yeah. You people are never there. They're but never they there. demand these things. They feel entitled. Entitlement. They have that middle class entitlement. Fam. That you believe that niggas who live in shacks should go and take rubber bullets for you to get a cause you care about done. Wow, uh, uh. uh, you guys disgust me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nasty. Middle bro. class niggas disgust me. No, you absolutely. guys are fucking vile. Uh, I know, man. I hate y'all so much. I hate... I, I, that's why I hate y'all, because... Y'all are just going to tweet. We're not angry enough. Mm. Oh, why? Where's the energy? Where's this yeah. energy for GBV, for whatever? Mm. Where's your energy, man? Just for once in your life. <laughs> just once in your for life. In Go your into life. the street and protest. Yeah. Even if you do it alone. That shows you're a, what they call a martyr. You're a martyr, exactly. Do you really believe in the thing you want? Or are you just saying it because it's what? It's, it's trendy. It's deemed right to say in society. Oh, it's yeah. deemed right to uh, say GBV yeah. is wrong. It's deemed right to say corruption is wrong. Yeah. But do you believe that? Do you really believe? Because mm. if you really believe that, go be a martyr, get into the street and protest. Absolutely. I- even if you're a one man army, bro, you you should be willing to do that. Exactly. Like, that's well, why. I had a, what's that white girl in Europe? Greta. Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Yeah. She Thunberg. went out one one in Tuana, one person. <laughs> she's a child, a yeah. little twelve year old child. She's that global warming warming. Went chick. out into the yeah. CBD there in yeah. Europe where it's all civilized and yeah. peaceful. Yeah. There she was with her fucking placard saying stop polluting pollution, the, all the, this type. And of what shit. happened? In a few weeks, it turned into a mass protest. Mm. She mm. went out. If a twelve year old can literally go fight for what they believe mm. in. Why can't you fucking leave your Baldwin property complex mm. just for mm. one mm. day of your life mm. and mm. go into the CBD and protest? But you won't. Why? Because you don't really believe in that shit. You don't really care. You just, it's cool to say you care. And it goes back to the pride thing. Like, mm. how much pride do you really have for the country that you so-called want better for? You know, like, exactly. it's, they also say this, it's like a buzzword. It's like a keyword on Twitter. 
I want better for you. I want better for this country. This country is sick. It needs healing. What the fuck are you doing? Besides getting your impressions up on Twitter, <laughs> using all these hashtags, exactly. right? Like, what? So if you're not willing to go... I'm not, I'm not even going to ask you to go protest. If you're not even willing just to go to the community hall and yeah. join the discourse, yeah. then shut up. Don't tweet this shit anymore, man. Don't tweet. Get that shit off the fucking internet. Don't tweet. And I hate you, niggas. The fact Jeez. of the matter is, <laughs> fam, I feel you, bro. <laughs> this guy's made me so angry on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I really didn't come here to get upset, but it's just the reality that we're living in. It's like... Keep your opinions, like, I don't know. Your opinions are only as valuable as your actions in some ways. Mm. Like, why do you feel you're in the position to say this if you would never act on it? Exactly. And I think that's what your point has been. It's like, why are you niggas tweeting so much but doing so little? That's why I've decided to just like, okay, how do I actually feel about this? Because like I was saying in the first segment, these... Issues are very complex. They're not just a matter of why aren't they protesting? Oh, they're stealing shit. Oh, they're doing this. It's like, nigga, if I needed a commentator, I would have just <laughs> asked for a commentator. <laughs> You're just commentating on what's going on. It's like, no, dude, like, actually, what what are you doing to make things better? And that's what, like, made me, I don't know, moved me, I guess, in a way. Like, watching that Naomi Osaka documentary, she was like, oh, man, all these black people are being killed and whatever, but at the hands of police, what am I going to do about it? All right. Like, I think everybody who's watched Naomi Osaka knows that she's a bit shy. She's a bit of an introvert. She's like, what could I do to use my platform without really using my voice? Mm. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I'm going to get these masks made, bringing awareness to these people who were killed. You know, they have this say their name, uh, hashtag going in America because all these people are killed and it's like another black teen was killed another black woman was killed it's like mm. they're not really personalizing it enough right yeah. to them it's just a black person that was killed so they have these names you know put on their their masks uh, before the tennis game and she's like yeah I'm actually gonna go to Minnesota and I'm gonna take to the streets because that's action bro like that's somebody mm. who has a following exactly. bringing light to the issue now, you niggas with your 10K followers, 20K followers, 30K, huge followings on Twitter are just sitting there complaining about it instead of bringing, I don't know, mobilizing. Because when mm. you've got that many people on Twitter, you yeah. could maybe get 500 you people. You've got a voice. You could maybe mm. get 500 people to take to the streets with you. And 500 is better than zero. Exactly. It's just a matter of really being proud of what you believe and w- being willing to uh, being willing to die on that hill, because exactly. that's really what it is. But yeah, we don't have enough of that, uh, I, I think. And I think the other caveat to this whole rioting and looting thing is a lot of people have this mentality. Funny enough, is that we should just burn it down, burn it all down. And. I think it's a metaphor for burning down the the establishment, the, like the 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 government structure that we've built. So by burning down all these malls, shopping centers, you know, really sources of livelihood for millions of people, is gonna kind of reset the country. Like if we do all that, burn it to the ground, and then rebuild, it's gonna reset everything. And it's like, 
it's not that simple. It's really not that simple mm. because already these poor people who are working minimum wage jobs in whatever retail uh, company yeah. that you've destroyed now are going to be way worse off. Because you better believe people that work in retail don't have a bulky savings. Right? Yeah, dude. People are earning like 3500 in a retail job. In a retail like, job. You can't save You can't really that. save. Um, yeah. Maybe you're living with your parents, you can save some money, but you're not going to save in the in terms of being able to rebuild. Exactly. Like, you're not going to be able to move somewhere else. You're just going to be trapped where you are and descend month mm. by month into poverty. might only take you two months to get to poverty, mm. earning that 3.5 every month. It's just like, well, what do you what do you guys really want to do by restarting? The co- I, I understand the sentiment, right? Yeah. But practically, it doesn't make sense. Like, are you really... And they'll, they, they'll answer you by saying every war has casualties. That's the way they always respond. It's, it's a very mm. extremist point of view. Exactly. It's very extremist. And I'm thinking, it's practically, is it? <laughs> it's so funny how whenever people say that, they mm. say that almost with the mindset that they're like some sort of Neo in the Matrix. Like, yeah. they are not the casualty. It's there's casualties, hey. but not me though. It's the bots. The bots are the casualties. They <laughs> exactly. It's always there are casualties in war. Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. But it's like so you don't see yourself as that casualty. You're just somewhere there. You're somewhere yeah. in the mix. <laughs> they separate themselves from it in a way. Like you hear them speaking. Like yeah, the the problem is our problem, but I'm not necessarily mm. a part of it or willing to participate in it in any way. Exactly, it's just something that I say, <laughs> and that's the problem that I have. Bro. It's like you guys just say shit, bro. It's like yeah, people uh, just be t- just no think, action. Just think, just think. That's what I'm saying. Like think before you tweet, think before you speak, and make sure you've thought it through thoroughly. Don't just say it because you know that oh, Twitter's gonna react to this. <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy. What? Like, niggas will literally tweet all these things, right? Mm. Like, yeah, we need energy for all these injustices. Mm. And there are people, like, live, while you are tweeting that, there are people in the streets, real life fighting. And within an hour or two, you're going to go on a Twitter space and do sex moans. (laughs) <laughs> Moon spaces like, like eight phase. hours after you tweeted we're not angry enough as a nation you're on spaces busy moaning yeah. and talking exactly. a whole bunch of fluff exactly and then and then you're gonna come back the next day and say where's the protests and energy and then you're gonna go back on a space the next night and talk more fluff yeah like that's your privilege that <laughs> Like, that's wild, oh man. <laughs> we live in we live in a fucking matrix, honestly. Them, we really do. We live in such a divided <laughs> state, bro. It's like, such it's a. It's not real life, bro. <laughs> it can't be, bro. It's a simulation. It's probably somebody watching this, thinking. I wonder if they figured it out yet that they're in a simulation. <laughs> like, bro, how can things be so unreal? Like to me, this is unrealistic, bro. That. People can live in such different worlds. It's not real, dude. Exactly. It cannot be real. It's like people are stealing pampers and pop mm. and all this type of shit because they want to live, right? They want their kids to be grand. You're going on moan spaces. Like, think about oh the dichotomy between bro. the two people who are doing these things. Like, think about how different their lives are. Some people are like, I've got a. You know, one of these high-sense phones, you know, with the buttons on them. I don't even have data. I'm not even <laughs> worried about Twitter. Bro. And then other people are like on, like, black sex vids. 
Like those, <laughs> those are the different lives. Like at the very same time, was it, dude? Like, people literally. are looting. You're on Pornhub. And like, the worst part is that these people are like literally within a 100 kilometer radius of each other. Dude, they're so close, but they're so far. That's like, the wild part. <laughs> yes, like you put it. Per- you're so close, but you're so far. It's crazy. It, it can't be real. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. It it's cannot be real, no bro. Sense, bro. Like. If somebody is really watching this, maybe in outer space, they have some technology to like listen in or mm. to watch what's going on. They must be thinking this is some wild shit, bro. I don't think mm. anybody could ever picture this in in their wildest dreams. It's like because it almost it's gives impossible. It almost gives me like survivor's remorse. Absolutely, like I've spent Absolutely. many days questioning mm. why. Why do I get to? Be able to come pod on a Sunday. Yeah. Still yeah. go to work as normal. Mm. And literally, like I say, within a hundred kilometer radius of me, mm. there's someone that needs to steal pop. Yeah. Like, it gives you that survivor's remorse and that guilt to be like, damn, like, why? <laughs> like, how is this possible? And I almost feel like if you don't feel that guilt, there's something mm. a bit wrong with yeah. you. Like, you don't have a sense of humanity or human empathy or anything like that it's like i've thought about that many times too it's like fam my parents are in alberton i'm in randburg okay we're only 40 minutes apart but in between there are some really bad areas right and people aren't living that great let's take 10 kilometers away from us right we've got well not even 10 kilometers probably five right yeah it's right there I don't know how bad things have been this side. I don't think there was any reports of any looting in the south, but the dis like the dichotomy between the living standards and they're that close together is crazy to me. Mm. It's like people there are living in Nkukus, you're living in your brick house, you know? Some people in this area, they've got underfloor heating, swimming they've got pools. swimming pools, trees, damn shit. Bro. <laughs> I, th- I think that's nothing people don't realize. There's so little greenery in townships. Absolutely. <laughs> like Absolutely. There's no trees. is nothing. It's kind of, It's so bad, bro. <laughs> it's so bad that it, it, it makes me, like, laugh, dude. It, it's laughable. That's what, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. It's, it's actually ridiculous. Exactly. That you can live so close to somebody but not even understand a little bit of what they're going through. You can, mm. you can't you can't even fathom it, dude. Like, I I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's crazy. I don't, I don't know, guys. Talk to us, guys. Tell us your thoughts on everything we've said today, man. Yeah. And if you're one of those people that does tweet, we're not angry enough. Let us know actually where you come from. Maybe you feel like we're attacking you yeah. unjustly. Give us your f- point of view. Yeah. That's why you feel like, no, maybe tweeting it's important even if I don't go out into the streets. Mm-hmm. Explain. Mm-hmm. Explain to us maybe the importance of that. But, yeah, uh, it's a lot to take in, man. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's bad. It's bad, Bruce. I just think whoever's watching over us, man, hey, may you may you deliver this sad group of human beings from each other, bro. Like, we're so bad to each other. Dude. Like, I, I just don't get humans it. Humans are just weird, bro. I don't get we it. We don't make sense as a species. At all. At all. We're the only species which literally builds 
weapons that can take us out. Like, we build nukes. Why? What the... What, why did we build nukes for? What's the reason? What was the reason? Like, <laughs> like what was the why reason? Why would you build something that could end us all? Because we're self-destructive. Like, that makes no sense. We're really self-destructive. Like, like humans are just so weird like that. That they there's somewhere, somewhere in this world, there's a missile, a whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of them, yeah. Which are ready to go off at any point. Should someone be pissed off enough on a certain day to just hit the button? Dude, just I think that was coming definitely under Trump. If Trump were ever to be reelected, <laughs> I think Kim was just going to get sick of that and they're going to be like, I'm so sick of this guy. Bro. Beep. <laughs> there you go. There goes like three billion people, dude, with one warhead. Like, Bro. <laughs> It's insane. That's crazy. Human beings are, are, if we are some sort of project, we are a failed project. It's a failed project. It's like, whoever's watching this is probably thinking, okay, their concept of time is these 365 days going around this warm object. Yeah. Right? (laughs) To them, it probably sounds so, like, simple, right? Simplistic. And what we want to see is if we get these, uh, let's call them superior beings, because there are other animals and shit around these superior beings, and we give them this amount of brain capacity, what are they going to do with it? And then you watch it over time, and now their concept of time is way quicker. Like, that 365 years for us, yeah. it's probably just like a couple of minutes, right? Exactly. And they're watching this shit. It's like a game of Sims, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and they're watching this, and they're like, okay, okay, that's interesting. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, George Bush, wow. Oh, <laughs> interesting. 9-11. Hmm. And they're watching all these events in history go by, and like, oh, Jacob, oh, that one. Wildly entertaining, <laughs> but also a dig, right? <laughs> and then they see, okay, Kim Jong... Uh, ill father uh, kim jong-un's father passes away this guy comes into you know power he's only like 30 that guy's only like in his 30s he's so old looking right and they're they're probably thinking we should probably give like the most dangerous person on earth the most ridiculous haircut that's what they were thinking (laughs) when they made this nigga (laughs) just so people don't take him as seriously and see how things go there and they're watching this, they're watching this, we're watching this. Oh, like, oh, okay. How come these light ones hate these dark ones? Bro. And they're watching it, and it's the wildest project. And they find out, okay, when we get to a certain point of technology, we're going to do wild shit to each other. That's just our thing. Exactly. Our whole thing is, like, self-sacrifice <laughs> and other human sacrifice. Like, we kill ourselves and we kill others. Like, that's Dude. what we do. It's like, that's the wildest social experiment ever. Like, this past, I don't know, how long have humans been around? 250,000 years? Oh, yeah, we've been around. Shit. Been around for a while. Quarter million years, it's half a million a years? It's been a bad while. <laughs> it's been a while, and it's been, like, nothing has been great about it. Like, I understand the medical advances, technic- uh, technological advances, they've been pretty dope. Um, you know, we've got PlayStations, those are dope. Smartphones, yeah. those are dope. Satellites in space that allow us to watch DSTV, that's pretty cool. But... In terms of what we learn from each other has been minimal. It's been Dude. so minimal. And how we care for each other has been so minimal. We, uh, we've got a long way to go. Oh, man. And it's, we've been here for a long time. That's the That's worst the part. crazy <laughs> part. It's crazy to me that we've learned so much about objects, but so little about ourselves. Dude. Like, we've learned so much about science, technology, medicine, but we still don't know about human beings. What's crazy is that, to me, is that anyone that also, like, has the power to 
inact change that's positive mm. gets taken out. Absolutely. Yeah. Like anyone that actually says, I am like a world leader mm. and I actually want world peace. I want people to not be hungry. Mm. I want positive relations. Literally, there's other people that say, yeah, we got to get him out of here. Like, we got to like, shoot why, him in the head. Dude, you're still going to be a billionaire. <laughs> Just let other niggas eat. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's how messed up we are. That anyone that wants to do something remotely good yeah. has to be taken out. It makes no sense. Yeah, makes no sense. But I don't know. I don't know where we go, man. Yeah. I, th- I guess it is a very selfish journey, uh, being a person, being human. It is. Because... As much as we need to do things for the greater good, mm-hmm. we still need to take care of yourself. You came into this world alone. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave this world alone. You need to make sure that you're straight. I understand that. And like, I that's get the that. messed up part. Like, how do you balance that looking out for others whilst making sure you are also staying afloat? And not just staying afloat, not just surviving. But, but thriving. But yeah. thriving, yeah. exactly. Well, this is the thing. I don't think it's the responsibility of the average person to be uh, concerned to that degree. I think the people who are well off, like the elites, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, the people the niggas building space shuttles. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if you've got that much, those the many resources. They're building, <laughs> they're building rocket ships. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, your, your concern is still to pay your bills, right? You're surviving, right? Mm. At a certain point in your career, you'll be thriving. You'll be, you know, in a position where you can feed, be part of a feeding scheme, right? You can feed a family each month. Like, that'll be exactly. your the thing that you do or whatever. Or whatever you want to do. I don't fucking know. But these niggas that are building rocket ships, they're developing softwares every other day, like... There's enough software, guys. Niggas, there's not enough food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, isn't that wild that you're on a planet that is supposed to be self-sustainable, but there's not enough food on it? Bro. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, there should be enough food for everybody. But anyways, it shouldn't be your job as the middle-class uh, young person. You know, you're still building your own career mm. to be like, oh, we need to feed this many people that should be a governmental thing dude that's where the resources are and that should be fun fam i don't know if you're a private entity like spacex for example you just brought that up i don't really think it's your responsibility i'm sure they've got social responsibility projects that they're working on but if you're like a government agency that's doing spaceships and stuff like what the hell dude like that costs at least a couple hundred million dollars each year dude like you could feed could feed a community. Fam, you could feed a neighborhood. A, a couple hundred million a year. Mm. Million. You can feed... You can feed 50,000... You could feed yeah. a 500,000 people a year. Exactly. For like 500 million. Probably way more than that. But they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. I don't know what, what that is. That's just... <sighs> Shit, man. But anyways. I don't know. I had another topic. I don't know if you, if you still want to beat this topic <laughs> into the ground. I'm so upset, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so upset, bro. It's 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 really upsetting. We didn't even talk about anything light today. It's been all dark. We in Gotham today. It's only gonna get darker. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the other day. My my girlfriend asked me, um, like we we're sitting on the couch and we we're eating popcorn or whatever, watching a movie, mm. and then she's like. 
okay, now we're, we need to go because we needed to go and do some errands. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, shit. Okay, let me just have some more popcorn. And then she's like, no, I'm taking it with me because I don't trust you. And I'm thinking, okay, you don't trust me, you don't trust me, you don't trust me. <laughs> you don't trust me. <laughs> and it's like, okay, baby, like, you don't trust me. Like, yeah, like, okay, fair enough. There are some things I don't trust you with as well. Like, hmm. have you, like, identified the things that you don't trust your girlfriend with? Mm. Like, what when it comes to certain things, you're like, no, I don't trust her. Like, obviously, you're yeah. in a relationship, so you trust her generally. But yeah, there are things no, that you don't I'm trust her. I actually think about it. Yeah. What are some of the things I'm like, I'd rather hold on to that or do it myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when it comes to technology, mainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say in that field of things, yeah. I prefer to do things on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Setting up things. Like, if we buy something new and it's electrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will set it up. I don't trust it. I feel you. Set it up and all that. Yeah, I would rather do that myself. Yeah, no, I hear you. The other day I asked her, you know, please start the car for me. You know, like while we're still Mm. getting ready. Like while I'm still getting ready, just heat up the car. You know, it's cold. Car needs to get warmed up. And she's like, all right, you need me to reverse it for you. I'm like, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah, when it comes to driving, also. yeah, and I was like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't reverse it. Just start it. <laughs> don't put it in drive. Don't do anything. <laughs> just because if you put it in drive, we're gonna total the front end of the car. Like, oh, man. just start the car, baby. She's like, okay, I'll start the car. This whole time, like while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm looking out the window <laughs> to see what this chick is doing because, fam, I don't trust her when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah, but like. No, in other aspects, maybe financially, I'm also still like, okay, let me hold on to it. Let me hold on to this, whatever we've got. Yeah. Until, and like, because I know myself, I'm not going to spend it. But I don't trust her. <laughs> Especially now she's pregnant, she's got cravings, she might use it on fast food, she might yeah. use it on wild shit. Women so. love home improvement. Oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. They can shop. They'll Women come back. Love shopping. They love shopping. They'll come back and there's like a set of 10 new towels you're like baby there's only two of us that live here why do we need 10 new towels like oh, a whole bathroom mat set up it's like firstly where'd you get the money for this it's like, okay no more of that give me that give it to me i'll hold on to it yeah if we need it we'll use it but no but i just there are some things that i'd rather do myself just in general like i trust mm. her with cooking <laughs> she can cook her ass off i'd rather not do that yeah yeah i'd rather not do that well, true, what else? Man. What else do you tr- not trust her with besides the electrical stuff? Yeah, I think that's what I can think of right now. Yeah, yeah. I think the other things I need to experience and be like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the one that comes to mind right now. What do you think you do trust her with though? Pretty much everything. No, no else. things that you really trust her with though, like things that you really, really trust her with. Yeah, like cooking, all of that. Yeah. yeah. I trust with that. Yeah. Finances, yeah, I do trust with that. You do? Mm. Uh, what else do I trust with? Trust is fickle, man. It, it, can, it can change so quickly. Like, it just takes them doing something one time wrongly yeah. for you to be like, okay, maybe I should do it from now on. Like, mm. for instance, I don't... I don't, I don't trust you setting up the hub. <laughs> No, but uh, okay, but this is uh, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> Those of you who know me, oh, the people that know yeah. me know I like smoking hubby. Yeah, yeah. So I like my hubby to work in a particular way. Right. I don't like a hubby that's tight. 
<laughs> like a hubby that like you need to know how to pack a cop. Yeah. You need to know how to poke the holes just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so she's still learning how to do that, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I uh, yeah, that's another thing I've realized. It sounds funny, like <laughs> hubby really. But I, I I smoke a lot of hubby. I like it made in a certain way. I fully understand, dude. So yeah, yeah, that, that as well. That's how it was when I first started dating my girl. Dude. Like I'd go to her place. Like she had her own little hub there, and she'd make it. You know, and it was okay. Nah. Yeah. But I know that I could make it way better. Mm. And because I was lazy, I was like, nah, I'll let her make it these few times. And then when I really get sick of smoking this hubby like this, <laughs> I'll start making it. So since then, I've been the one that just makes hubbies, like, in our yeah. relationship. It's just like, I'm going to make it. Don't you worry yourself about it because I'm not going to sit through another half-ass hubby <laughs> again. <laughs> but I hear you, dude. The, the hubby one is important because you got to sit there for a while smoking it. Yeah. It, it's really important that it's done well so that you enjoy the time that you're spending smoking it but yeah and i was just thinking about it trust trust in relationships <sighs> yeah there's some things man i don't know i don't know mm, i trust her in the social media she doesn't get up to anything oh social media no, no, no uh, nothing like that no yeah. I, I trust her on the relationship yeah like, like relationships the stuff. foundation is good enough yeah i don't have like any mistrust like who's that guy no no no, no that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just yeah. talking about just the, the standard stuff, the everyday workings of the relationship. Yeah, everyday stuff. Nah, I'm, I'm trusted. Yeah. Because I saw that video of a, a guy, he's playing PlayStation or whatever, and the girl thought it was funny to just switch it off like that. Like, you don't Jeez. mid-game just <laughs> turn it off. First of all, you could fuck it up. Yeah. You could scratch the disc. You could do something to the electrical yeah, components man. by just pressing the button then mid-game. My file, my save file. Corrupt the file. Yeah, I have to start all over again. <laughs> Bruh. Not demotivating. That is, fam. This guy was so upset. Fam, he's like, um, he's like, why did you do that? And it's like, this is all you do. And this guy responds, this is all I have. <laughs> oh man. man, that video was so like you could see the sadness in the guy's yeah. eyes, dude. He's like, this is all I have, dude. The way he got up, he got up so slowly. It's like he couldn't even believe what had just happened. Dude. He got up. He's like. Dropped the controller and he walked away. He's so quiet. He's like, why did you do that? This is all you do. He's like, this is all I have. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how painful, how how much pain you need to be in to say that, dude? You've got a girlfriend, you're in your own place, (laughs) you know, and you say, this is all I have. How shit must she feel after that as well? Like, this is all I have. (laughs) Oh, man. Guys do sacrifice a lot. Well, I mean, both men and women sacrifice a lot. Who do you think sacrifices more, be honest? Uh, it depends. It's, it's very contextual. Because mm. there are times where women sacrifice more. Mm. It also just depends at different stages of the relationship. Mm. And like your age. and all, A whole lot of factors play a role in who sacrifices more. So, for example, we could say... There are times where you as a man sacrifice more, right? Mm. Maybe the beginning of a relationship. Because mm-hmm. you got to go extra mile. You got to spend more money than you were ever spending mm. before. Mm. And by spending more money, I'm not saying like uh, even getting her gifts and stuff. Just like the fact that you need to now travel around to go see her. Yeah. Go pick her up, mm-hmm. get her Ubers, mm-hmm. do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you're sacrificing a lot more mm. at that moment. But then... 
there comes a time where she has to sacrifice mm. now. Maybe she has to leave home mm-hmm. and go stay with you or move where you guys find a place together. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier for men to just leave the nest. That is true. But for women, it comes with a lot of politics oftentimes <laughs> and stuff like that. So that's when now she's sacrificing more because mm-hmm. she's like, I'm leaving my family to be with you. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, so it just goes back and forth that there'll be times. And then when there's children in the mix now, mm-hmm. she's carried this baby for nine months or yeah. whatever it is. It's a big sacrifice. Yeah. It's a huge sacrifice. And sometimes they don't even go back to work. You know, they make the sacrifice of pursuing their career paths mm. for raising the child, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, cause as a man, you might be like, uh, yeah, but I do, I go to work, make sure the baby's always fed. Like I have, like I buy the food in the house yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she'll be like, okay, but when's the last time you actually like changed the baby's diaper, mm. bathed them, actually mm. took care of the child. Yeah. I yeah. guess you've gotten all the supplies for the child. Yeah. Yeah. But when do you actually take care of the child? You know, and that's where yeah. now the battle becomes of who's sacrificing more because mm. I wake up in the morning, go to the nine to five mm. so that I can support the two of you or however many of you they are. Mm. And she'll be like, but I'm the one that's actually here doing the groundwork of yeah. making sure the home is running smoothly. Yeah. So they call them home executives, man. It's yeah. still a very important job. If you, if you see it as a, a job, because it is, it's, it's literally full time, like raising, a kid, you can yeah. just imagine what it, what it must be like. So it's it's relative who sacrifices more. Yeah, but like I said, the beginning stages, men sacrifice more mm. than women, and then from there, it just becomes a 50-50. 50-50, Yeah, yeah. Everyone is sacrificing a bit more. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say something. Say it. <laughs> this, is, this is your platform, man. Uh, yeah, I forgot we do have a platform. <laughs> Created by us, yeah, <laughs> weirdly so. Uh, <laughs> but this now speak because there's this show. I don't know if you've ever watched this show, Mnagwet. Uh, it's about yeah, the about polygamy. Oh like yeah, all yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. who are getting into polygamous marriages. Yeah, like going back into the old debate of monogamy, polygamy, and stuff, mm-hmm. and attachment. You know, women are more. Uh, inclined to monogamy and all that, and men not so much. So I was going to say, do you think men sacrifice more sexually? Ooh. In relationships. Ooh. Ooh. That's wild. I guess women would say that shouldn't be the case because you can have sex with me whenever you want. But niggas don't necessarily want to have sex with the same person. Like if you're thinking along those polygamous lines. Mm. Even so like, yes <laughs> even just the thing of like kids like whereby biologically like we spoke about this at length yeah. in the previous part where it was about uh reproduction right 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 where literally survival the goal of survival is to reproduce yeah yeah so which is why men can just shoot seeds everywhere into different <laughs> <laughs> women <laughs> right and increase their survival chances yeah so that's what i'm saying like it's both sex, reproduction, like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Do men sacrifice more by in a relationship? Thing, thing is, versus, I don't think... Okay, I think so, right? I do think so. 
But I don't think women are going to think that that is a solid argument. <laughs> yeah. Because in their minds, they're thinking, okay, evolutionarily, that might be the case. But you're a civilized human now. You're not a cave person anymore. Mm. And maybe in those times, survival was more the, um, whatever. That was more the focus or the priority. Now it's not. Not really. Yeah. It's like you have your child, you have your two kids. And then, like, this is your life partner, bro. Like, they don't see it as, like, th- they're never going to see the reasoning behind that. Like, mm. men wanting to spread their seed. Like, even if your girlfriend's a freaking scientist or a, a, an evolutionary biologist, she'd never fucking agree to that. Like, mm. the reason why you cheated is because you're a man. And that's it. Like, she's going to be like, no, dude. Yeah. Like, what? what is that? <laughs> no, like, monogamy is for civilized 21st century people. We, we're not thinking about the cave anymore. That cannot yeah. be your, your reasoning anymore. No. And I think also when it comes to sex, I think a lot of women would also argue that they sacrifice more. You think they do? Because a lot of women have never experienced an orgasm. When oh, it comes to having sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Men orgasm all the time. Absolutely. Unless there's something that's happened, but well, sometimes it doesn't of the time, happen. Yeah. Men will orgasm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Women on the other hand will orgasm like ten percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> or like ten percent of women in society have yeah. had an orgasm. The yeah. rest are just out here vibing. <laughs> uh so they might argue, no, we sacrifice more because we just get bad sex or unsatisfying mm. sex or mm. whatever. Mm. So yeah, who, who sacrifices more, actually, that when it comes to sex? interesting. Do they maybe... Maybe they would argue that they want to explore more because they haven't received an orgasm. So that that's mm. why they kind of want to go from dude to dude. Like, But then now when you're in a family and you're just monogamous, you don't... You're not you're not afforded that opportunity, so I I do see mm. how that is a very big sacrifice. That's interesting. I never I never thought about it from the females' point of view. I just thought they were always straight, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah. thing, dude. We're just like men are so much on a perch. Like we're yeah. always like looking at things only from our point of view, <laughs> and it seems perfectly fine. And girls will tell you that it's not, dude. Exactly. <laughs> like the sexual side of things would always be. So fulfilling for a dude. If you think about the women that you've slept with, it's like, dude, you've always left happier than she <laughs> has. <laughs> never has she been more thrilled than the guy ever. Like yeah. that's never been the case. I always leave my sexual in my previous life. Yeah, we I always just be like happy. <laughs> I'm happy, dude. You come. Ugh, don't worry. Next time. <laughs> no problem, buddy. Thing is, it's so it's such a selfish interaction if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. When dudes are done, the act is done. Yeah. <laughs> you get <laughs> that? Like, <laughs> that's the end of the round. That's the end <laughs> of the, the, end the of day. The like, you can't do anything left. Like, what what else can you do? Maybe go down on her a little bit. You know, <laughs> finger the puss. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. But, but otherwise, yeah. it's a completely selfish act, dude. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I don't know. I think. When both people in a relationship are sexually satisfied during that act, it makes it makes it more intimate. Mm. I feel like when we're when you're just busting nuts at random places, like with random people, it's like not as intimate. Yeah. It's like as long as I got my nut, that's all that matters. Yeah. But then when you're in a relationship, it's 
it changes your perspective on on the sexual act itself. You, you like mm. you, you, you're not. Well, you're more concerned about her satisfaction. Yeah. Definitely. Whereas previous, I can say with confidence, I wasn't that bothered, bro. Like about the other person. It's like, yes. dude, I'm never gonna see you again. You just probably need to make sure you got chosen up. Done. Then we're done. Exactly. Unless we've agreed that okay, this is what we're doing, like over a period of time, and as soon as we get sick of doing this, we'll stop doing this. And then that's when you kind of feel like, okay, I should be more interested in actually making her feel good. Mm. But otherwise, dude, like, if anybody, I'm sure if you speak to these hoe-ass niggas about their sexual things, they don't care about the girl, dude. It's, like, very, like, much like she's an object. Mm. Use her, dump her. Use her as a cum dumpster. Yeah. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, Some dudes man. live like that until they're like 60. That's wild. That's the crazy That's thing. crazy. It's like, not something that just you outgrow. Some dudes like just live like that their whole lives. Fam, it's so dangerous to live like that. That's mm. my only, I think that's the only turn off to it. It's like, it's so dangerous, dude. It's like, yo, you don't know where these people have been. And we already established that with most sexual relationships, people aren't really asking yeah. the right questions. That they should be asking about just people's statuses doing and things. just doing things and like put that to the side for one moment, like the having babies thing when you're like super young, like nineteen year olds out here just having kids. We all know that's not what you want, dude. Out of life, you don't want to mm. be a nineteen year old dad. Like, yeah, nobody really wants that, dude. It's like you you should grow out of that really quickly, dude. I don't know. I don't know why niggas don't. I think past thirty five or forty, you should be done with that, dude. Mm. Maybe earlier, but I know, like, niggas, because we've, like, our sexual prowess can last a long time. And our ability to reproduce can yeah. last pretty much our whole lives. It doesn't really bother us like that. But it's so gross. Imagine a 60-year-old woman. That's the thing. If you w- imagine from a woman's point of view, you couldn't imagine a 60-year-old hoe. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, couldn't. You dude. can't. But with gents, you can picture a 60-year-old hoe. That's a man. Because you literally see a 60-year-old guy dating yeah. a 21-year-old woman. You see it all the it's time. It's common occurrence. Yeah, exactly. Like, but you can't picture a 60-year-old woman being a hoe, dude. Imagine her with her little court shoes and <laughs> her long dress and, you know, the pearl oh, earrings. That's like, crazy. Oh, man, that's crazy. A 60-year-old hoe, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like... Those, but I mean, some they, some dudes out here with sugar mamas or cougars. Or they yeah, but they're not hoes though. Yeah, I'm talking about hoes. <laughs> yeah, that that's interesting. Like the the sugar mama thing is very interesting because when you're a kid, and other girls that are maybe your age, I've I've been told by a girl my age that oh you're a baby. Like, yeah. Nigga, you're eight months older than me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How am I a baby? It doesn't and make sense. And then at the same token, when they reach, you know, their 50s and 60s, they find these young 25-year-old men to be attractive mm. or guys that are maybe 10 or 15 years younger than them. All of a sudden, I feel they're like into that. There's this trend I've noticed, right? Mm. Where my women spend their teens and their 20s saying guys their own age are too young. To yeah. employ them, to mature, whatever mm. it is. And then when they get to like their mid 30s, mm. mid 30s to like 40s and, yeah. and early and 40s. Beyond. And beyond. Yeah. Then they there's a trend I'm not aware. Those women like around there, so mm. women like 30, let's just say 35 to like 50, mm. 
There's like this trend I've noticed in today's society. That age group of women are dating younger guys. Yeah, how? how that's what I'm saying. Like, like nowadays you'll find like a 35 year old lady with a 28 year old guy. Damn. Or like a 30 year old guy or 32. Like, she, yeah. the guy's always younger. Younger, yeah. But before that, women who are younger, they want the older guy or whatever it is. Yeah, but man. now we're seeing it's like women get to this age where. By now they give the younger guys a chance, but for what though? Like, uh, where does the mental shift come from? Maybe niggas at that age think. I think it's that thing that that dudes at that age. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I need to find a way to phrase this properly. This is probably gonna be so flagrant, man. (laughs) 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 When Wilson laughs before and says, "Let me find a way to phrase it." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> think about it, right? Yeah. Uh, the, whoever's our age, if we get to our, we get to like 37 years old. Mm. Do you really want to date another 37 year old woman when you're a 37 year old guy? When I like, when I'm starting to date, like, like, yeah, let's just say, God forbid, you're single at 37. Uh huh. Are you gonna go to date with another 37 year old woman, or are you not gonna feel? Somewhat that she's been ran through. For <laughs> I just don't have a better way to phrase it. <laughs> you're not gonna feel oh, like that's, that's so savage. Bro. Gonna, ran like, through. I should rather go get myself the 26 year old, the 10 years younger than me, lady. I get you. I think as a guy, um, when you're 37, you look much better than a woman that's 37. Yeah, guys age better. We do tend to age better in general. So I get what you're saying. Like, for guys, youth is a very attractive thing. Like, Mm. I understand it from an evolutionary point of view that men like younger looking women. It's just a way of life. Now, it also borders on the sicko. That's the only problem with it. Yeah. Okay, if I'm 37, I don't mind a 25 or 26-year-old. But, like, 21, 20, 19, 18, that's like... You're too young. Yeah, that's a bit creepy. And also, I think on the flip side of that, you'd want somebody that's maybe in their 30s Mm. because of like life experience, maybe like a perspective that's more mature, emotionally more mature. So I don't know how many guys would want to make a woman that's 10 years younger than them at that point, like a wife, dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're 57 and she's 47, you could maybe see yourself in that situation. But if you're 37 dating somebody that's still in their 20s, like literally building their career. Remember, you're in your prime now, dude. You're approaching 40, which is like pretty much the prime of your career, your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's more it's more complex than it seems, bro. Like mm. I don't think I can make somebody who's fresh out of varsity my wife, bro. Like especially yeah. like I'm already a career like a seasoned career now, professional. I, I I can't. But the crazy thing though is that I guess we're from an outside looking in. Yeah. yeah. Because I I often ask myself, why are these forty year old dudes? smoking hubbly in the club sitting around a table of 22 mm. year olds yeah like i often ask myself like are they sickos right mm-hmm. probably <laughs> but at the same time why are they so many sickos mm. because those are the sickos that we see 
Remember, there are other guys who he doesn't go to the club or anything like that. He just goes to work. He comes home, right? He seems yeah, like yeah. a normal 45-year-old guy yeah. with his wife and kids. Mm. But his side chick is a 23-year-old. When he's like a 45-year-old guy that has a 42-year-old wife yeah, and yeah. two or three children. Yeah. But his side chick is literally like a 23-year-old girl. Yeah, and it's like it's very common. These are very common scenarios. Mm. So it's like I under is there something that happens when you get to those ages that maybe we are going to see more older that because now we're just looking from the outside in like it's weird, dude. Like, what do you want around my age? Like, you're so old. Like, yeah. What do you want to people around my age? Like, leave us alone. It's weird. Okay, yo, there are a lot of things that I want to tackle there. Are niggas that are 40 looking at girls that are 22, 23 sickos. Like, that's the premise. I want to ch- challenge the premise first. Like, are they sickos or do they just like young looking women? If like, they like to be in the company. Technicalities. Yeah. They're not sickos, it's adults. But it looks sicko, right? The but perception. Yeah, the perception looks sicko because it's kind of like when you were 45 years ago mm-hmm. your girlfriend was in matric mm, yeah fast forward five years ago <laughs> she's a graduate yeah she's yeah, yeah. an adult yeah yeah, yeah. do you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's like so yeah, weird yeah, yeah. Uh, that five yeah. years makes such a huge difference yeah. in who she is yeah five years before she's wearing a skirt with a school bag hello kitty going to fucking school <laughs> carry more <laughs> <laughs> she's got to carry more <laughs> They still rock those. They still rock them, bro. And then five years later, she's got a bachelor's degree or whatever yeah, it is. And yeah. she's an adult woman. She's a young adult woman who's out there in the working world now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And chances are, that's how they meet them. Chances yeah. are, the 45-year-old guy is meeting the 22, 23-year-old lady who's just started working in his office. Yeah. that That is probably... Well, then there's also the other thing that I want to challenge is that these niggas are 40, yes, but maybe they have a hard time letting go of their youth. Because I see a lot of these 40-year-old guys, they're wearing snapbacks. Like, dude, we haven't worn snapbacks in years now, right? Mm. But they're these 40-year-old guys that are like, you know, they want to be cool with the young guys. I think they go through some sort of identity or midlife crisis about their yeah, own. Joe Budden going on wearing the parkas. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Guys riding scooters, not motorized scooters. Like, who is this guy? Wearing a fanny pack. Like, you're old, bro. That's not your look. But mm. a lot of these guys, they just don't want to let go of that, right? They want to be hip. They want to be happening. And it's just not a good look. And so they think that by being with younger women, that it, it, it could, you know, bring up their street street cred with younger guys or something. I don't know what it is, but these niggas want to be young for some reason. Mm. And I think the aging thing doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Like, as soon as they hit 40, it's like, no, I'm not going to let that happen to me. They start going to the gym more, wanting to get into shape, wanting to be yeah. with young people. It, it doesn't sit well with them psychologically. And I think the other facet which you mentioned of... Yeah. He's at the age now where he's earning the most money he's ever earned. Mm, mm. He's in a, he's probably been promoted a few times in his career. Yeah. So he's also got the financial prowess. Yeah. He didn't possess as a twenty-five year old. Twenty-five. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Like, that's also another first. That is a big one. That yeah. is a big one. I'm now at the place where I've got the money. 
Yeah, that I didn't have when I was a youth, when I was under thirty-five. True. true. That is that is true. That that's a big thing, and it attracts girls. That's the thing. When you yeah. have that financial yeah. prowess, you know, the status of being a manager or an executive, you can be like, okay. Any girl that I couldn't have at that age, I'm going to get them now, but as an old man. <laughs> because I think it's, it's a twofold thing. Yeah. That you, the f- you're, you're this 45-year-old guy. Yeah. You meet 23-year-old whoever at mm. work. Mm. She, you show interest, mm. she reciprocates it. Yeah, just like that. So it's a twofold thing. Yeah. So so that's, a, that's why I'm, I, I was challenging yeah. the sicko part. It's like it takes two to sicko. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not gonna get her to be your your girlfriend, or if you're a married man at that age, or yeah. your side chick, whatever the case is. Yeah. Without the reciproc the reciprocation. Yeah. yeah. From her side. Okay, but you also added this caveat of this guy having like a family, like in this other scenario where this guy's got a wife that's also 42 years old and he's getting these side chicks that are young. I've never heard of a 42-year-old side chick. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I made the ran through comment of yeah, yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. like 37. <laughs> Do you want the 37-year-old woman? No, you, you probably won't. You probably won't. <laughs> so, you probably won't. Look, yeah, I, I just stand by that. Youth is attractive, man. As soon as you... I don't know, if you're one of those... Cur- I don't know what if if I should call them corrupt, but maybe you fall off a little bit, right? And you lose sight of, like, the fact that you're with a woman that you love and you don't want to hurt her. Mm. And But now you're much older. You're in your 40s, right? And then, like, okay, let me just do this once-off thing to get out of my system. Mm. And then you'll instinct like instinctively go for somebody that's younger you it's like you kind of want to go for somebody that's the complete opposite of what your partner is yeah like okay i want somebody younger on somebody slimmer you, you know you you just do something to separate yourself from that just to yeah, get it out of your system true. or something like that and then you you fall into the pattern of like you know doing it and then mm. doing it and like okay i haven't been caught up till now and you just keep doing it kind of thing it's like yeah, you're definitely going to go for the person that's the, the polar opposite of your person in age, in looks, in everything. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, yeah. I don't think anybody wants to cheat with somebody that's like their wife, dude. Like, why are you <laughs> cheating to begin with? Yeah, that's number one. <laughs> yeah. And why are you cheating to begin with? Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. very seldom that they don't like the way their wives look. It's because they're greedy. Like, me and my yeah, girl were talking about this. Yeah, it's true. It's greed. I mean, how many times do we watch, like... We are Joe Yeah. There was one episode where I remember, and me and Eddie always talk about this episode. Yeah. Where the guy literally says to Jube Jube, whoever the presenter was, I'm not going to leave my wife, and I'm not going to leave the side chick. Like, yep. he's saying this. I remember seeing something like this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this man is greedy, fam. It's like, just greed, dude. He's letting you know, both of you, I'm not letting either of you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally saying to my girl, like, Baby, okay, let's talk about this now, okay? Baby on the way. Um, If I were to just cheat on you, <laughs> just cheat on you. Just if I were to <laughs> cheat on you, okay, and you found out and you're like, you know, super pissed, obviously, would you just leave? And she'd be like, yeah, I'd just leave. I'm like, okay, but baby, remember now there's a baby in the picture. Um, You know, I had to intellectualize it, you know. Yeah. Homes with two parents in them 
tend to be better, more beneficial for a child, right? Mm. And she's like, yeah, no, I get that. But it also depends how you were cheating. Like, did you go down on her? Jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, that one's interesting. Why would you ask that? Like, it's something about going down on somebody that seems to be extremely intimate, apparently. <laughs> And it's like, uh, yeah, if, like, did you go down on her? How many times did you do it? I'm like, okay, but what's worse? Because they're actually having this debate on Rory, the new Rory and Maul yeah. series. They were talking about um, the emotional side of it and the actual physical cheating. I'm like, I think the emotional side of it is actually worse than just getting head from a chick. Think about it. Like, you go home, your house is cold, bro. I'm not talking temperature. I'm talking, <laughs> talking, I'm talking about mood, bro. Like, <laughs> you go home, this person is emotionally clocked out from you, bro. Like, mm. emotionally. Yeah, it's not good. Not present. They don't want to kiss you, don't want to touch you, don't want to hug you, don't want to talk about their feelings. They're just ice cold. Because their minds are preoccupied with somebody else. That to me is worse. Mm. That to me is worse. I'm sorry, bro. Like, but of course the physical one is yeah, tangible, the, the right? Physical is because the 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 reverse of did you go down on her mm. for us guys is like the, the classic tweet that's been going around of mm-hmm. it probably slipped out during doggy and you put it back in. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the thought of your girl doing that. Yeah, but it slipped out and then she put it back in oh my for the goodness. Like. That just makes you feel so <laughs> sick. You're like, ah. Hold on, man. Keep going. Let me plug this thing in. It makes you feel like, I can't believe you. Like, I can't believe you would do that. So, yeah, it, it's... But it, it, it does make me laugh when you say she mentioned that she would ask, did you go down on her? I guess for women, that's probably a deal breaker. Thing is, like... I don't know if it's just women in general or if it's her, right? Because other girls don't think that that's a deal breaker. Other girls want, well, from what we've seen, is that they want to talk it out. They want to talk things through. They want to be like, um, do you still want to be in this relationship? You know, do you yeah. think we should get counseling of some sort? What do you think we could do to like liven things up in our sex life if that's the reason why you're cheating with other women? But like for us, like going down, <laughs> like yeah, it's a weird thing. Dude. I think you're giving head is intimate, bro. I think it's a violation. <laughs> it's a violation. <laughs> it's a violation within the violation of cheating. <laughs> like cheating itself to really a violation. But okay. Within that, like you're gonna give someone else head. That's crazy. I go what? <laughs> but what's it? No, because the thing to me is that okay. if you give someone else head, right? Yeah. And you're going to come home and you're going to give me a fucking kiss. That's well, that's, that's wild. That like, you can't do that. It's a, <laughs> it's a violation. <laughs> but I don't know. The emotional side is also bad, though. Like, knowing that someone else is out there making you happy. Your, your queen. Like, making your queen, they're making your queen happy. And then when you're with me, you're sad. Or you're... Oh, it's just like you said, it's cold. It's cold. But someone else is out there making you laugh and smile and getting all the warmth. Yeah, that's also it's also a lot to take. It's also hectic. 
Fam, I just think it's worse. But I think it's worse from like your. Okay, this is what I think. I think physical cheating is worse on behalf of the woman, but I think emotional cheating is worse from like from the man's point of view. Like, let me let me explain it like this. You're a man. You're a man, and you're you've emotionally cheated on your wife. You emotionally clocked out. But you're a woman. Why are you cheating physically? Like, when women cheat physically, it's usually because of the emotions attached to the sexual act. Like, very few women cheat because they want to... I don't know. Very few women cheat because they're greedy, dude. Yeah, they're not out there craving penis. Exactly. Exactly. Men crave coochie. Dude. (laughs) Women are not just out there thinking... I need to get more dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like a different dick. Like exactly. they don't think about different dicks. Like women are. I mean, men are always thinking about different coochies. Mm. They're always thinking about different coochies. It's like your responsibility to act on that or not, bro. Exactly. Like or not to act on it rather. It's like that's why I think the emotional thing is worse. It's like I could come home to a woman. I, I actually couldn't. I actually couldn't. Women like women shouldn't cheat. That that's my stance. <laughs> like that's t- toxic as hell. Because yeah. if, even if they're not being ran through by somebody else, they're emotionally attached to somebody else, which hurts. Mm, yeah. But for me, just to smash and then move on with my life, it's like it's not like I love that woman that I just smashed. That's why I, I don't think it's as bad as the emotional thing. Mm. I can still come back to you and love you. Because oftentimes that's what men say and what we see and we read about. Yeah. That men still love their partner. Yeah. They just physically wanted to go experience something. Something Just else. greed. Like, say, it's pure it's greed. greed. It's just greed. wanted to go get a taste of some other coochie and then come back home <laughs> as if nothing happened. And it's like, it's, you can't do that. It's yeah. a violation. Yeah, but I mean, they're both bad, dude. I just think one is definitely worse. But yeah, but definitely, as a man, if you build something emotional with yeah. another woman, that's that's... That's another violation within the violation. Yeah, that is a violation. Like you should just, you should, I was gonna say you should just end at physical, but you shouldn't even get there. <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah, 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 yeah. Building something emotional for another woman—that's crazy. This is the thing about building something emotional with another woman. If you're a man, it's about covering tracks. And men, we found not very good at that. We mm. talk about hugging clowns. <laughs> petting a dog like <laughs> like i mean come on man <laughs> like it's we're not really right. good at the covering tracks thing yeah. so if you're gonna cheat i guess these these should be our tips for th- <laughs> tips for teens I, I we should call this segment <laughs> tips for teens okay these are tips for like those those people who find themselves in this moral dilemma your queen is your queen bro your queen is your queen, and you're gonna fuck up trying to cover up your tracks if you get emotionally attached to that woman that you've been fucking. Mm. It's as simple as that. You are gonna get caught, and if your whole thing is I'm good at this because I haven't been caught yet, that is quickly gonna change. Because <laughs> that's now that's no longer cheating. That's having an affair. That's having an fam. An affair and cheating is two very different things. I, I think so too. Because cheating is kind of like a one-time thing. The way I imagine, yeah, yeah. The way I imagine it as well. It's just like a one-time thing, but an affair is like that's a whole nother girlfriend. That's a whole nother partner. That is a whole nother partner. 
Even if it's just like another sexual partner. She's your partner now. If you're you, meeting this person regularly. Regularly. That's yeah. a whole other partner. That's, that's a whole crazy. other partner. That's true. If Even if you guys are just meeting up to smash, that is mm. your partner now. Exactly. And that's that's wild. Like, that's wild. But, uh, yeah. that That's probably out of quite an affair to the emotional cheating. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, when it becomes emotional. Yeah. It becomes an affair. Because why do you keep doing the same thing with the same person? You obviously mm. like that person, right? It becomes repetitive yeah. and emotional. It's an affair. Absolutely. Those are two quantifying <laughs> criteria for affairs versus cheating. I think we just cracked the code. Yeah, we we're experts, this. clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously experts. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, that's yeah, man. How do we get to cheating yet again, man? It's like know. a magnetic force. Let's let's we let's call it affairs. <laughs> affairs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not the home affairs. It yeah. is home affairs. It is though. actually literally home <laughs> affairs. <laughs> but it's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, man, I'm I'm cool for this week. Um, yeah, it feels like it's been long. Yeah, it has been, almost two hours. Jeez. One fifty-two. Might have to give them part one, part two. <laughs> Split it up like that. <laughs> Deathly Hallows. Yeah, yeah, but it's cool, man. That's been episode ninety-two of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Um, we'd really, really like to hear you guys' thoughts about the things that we've discussed today. I think we discussed some quite controversial and polarizing topics. Mm. Um, s- specifically with the whole looting thing, we'd like to hear you guys' thoughts. Don't. Yeah, this is the thing about sharing your thoughts about political things. People are very reluctant to do this because of how they might be judged. But just tell us what you think, guys. Nobody really cares. <laughs> Nobody really cares. That's the thing. Like, people don't really care. They say they mm. care about, like, what somebody else said. It's only because they want themselves to be heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for instance, if I say, hmm, Jacob Zuma was actually quite a good president considering. And then you say to me, do you know all the things that Jacob Zuma has done? You're literally just saying that because... You want to be heard in that instance, not to really teach me anything. Mm. So, guys, don't worry about these niggas on the internet. They don't really care. They're just saying shit. Yeah. So just let us know what you think. Um, And, yeah, that'll open doors for, like, really good conversation, I think. I I agree. Yeah, man. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Uh, Yeah. Have a great week, guys. Bye.